Isn't that a fun video? Thanks for Bill and Patty for, for sharing a little bit of your life in that way. And um, it's great to see that. It's great to see that example lived out over many, many different years. So, so it was Valentine's Day. How'd you do, men? This year, uh, my wife and I decided we're, we're just not going to exchange any, any kind of gifts. We've been married long enough, and, uh, you know, we're done with that, and <laughs> maybe just for this year. Uh, we got, got to spend some time together uh, this, past, this past week before already, and so we just decided to keep it kind of uh, low-key and, and, uh, in that way. And so I was kind of surprised uh, yesterday when um, she left the house with a couple of the girls, and I was in the garage, and a delivery man came up to me. And he had this, uh, this red heart-shaped box that was in the cellophane and ribbons and everything. And I thought, wow, like, uh, I did, obviously, I didn't order that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't deliver, so maybe this, is, maybe this is for me. And, and he comes to the door, and I thought, wow, Shannon really went all out this year. And uh, she surprised me. She did it. And then I realized it's, the, the delivery guy said, well, actually, this is for your neighbors. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, they're, they're not home right now, and because it's chocolate-covered strawberries, I don't want to leave them outside, and so would you mind um, holding them and putting them in your fridge? I'm like, sure, okay. So I put them in the fridge, and he said, oh, by the way, who, who is, uh, whose name, you know, what's your name? And I said, Mark, and he goes, okay, well, I'll put that on the note, and I'll leave that with the neighbors. And so um, I, took the, uh, I took the chocolates, put them in the fridge, and I thought, man, I hope my neighbor comes home before Shannon does, because if she goes in the fridge, she's going to think first, like, oh, he, he got me these, 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 you know, these chocolates. And then she'll realize it wasn't me, and then she'll realize the neighbor husband did way better, you know, for his wife than I did, and they didn't show up. And so, uh, and so now I'm doing something in the other room later in the afternoon. She comes back, and then the doorbell rings, and, uh, and then she says, Mark, um, it's my neighbor, our neighbor. She says, you have flowers for her? I was like, oh, man, this is just going from bad, <laughs> from bad to worse. And then I explained to her it was the chocolates, and we got it all figured out, and it was fine. So I don't know what your, uh, your Valentine's story is, but uh, we're in this series called Love Does, and I was just very much aware that our, my love didn't um, on, on Valentine's Day. But we're in this series, and, and we're talking about love in action, and, and how do we really mobilize love and take it from an abstract kind of concept to really putting it into motion into something tangible like a, a box of chocolate stra- uh, strawberry, chocolate-covered strawberries. You know, that, that puts some tangibleness to love. And we talked about in the first week this idea of love does surprises. Meaning, when we break the routine and, and we kind of break from the ordinary, it's amazing what begins to happen in those moments. It's like love takes root, love begins to flower, and people see something of the invisible God. And last week, Michael reminded us of that, that love does, doesn't have to be complex or over the top. It can just be simple. And that if we would just live with palms up, anyone live palms up this week? Ever do that? We talked about that last week, this openness to saying, God, what are you going to do? How are you going to use me in this situation? What are you up to? And just allowing God to move through us. And so that's what we've been looking at. We've been asking you to, to think about ways in which to bring love to life. We've been using that hashtag in social media, bring love to life. And last week, you missed it, man. If you weren't here at church, you'll have one of those rare opportunities that you got to leave church and the church gave you money. Some of you were a little bit confused by that. Anyone was a little, a little taken aback? Can I, is this really okay? Uh, we were handing out dollar bills. We call them love dollars, a dollar bill with the word love written on it. And we were just challenging you in simple ways to go and love and to put that dollar into motion. And, and if you haven't been able to do that yet, maybe you'll be inspired by a couple of stories. Well, after church last week, after the second service, we had pizza with the pastors, with the staff, and connecting with new people. And it was a great gathering. And the Papa John's delivery guy came. 
And uh, he came in, and I just on the moment was like, hey, I'll give him an extra tip. I got my love dollar, and I gave it. And all of a sudden, a bunch of the people in the room all started getting their dollars out. And this guy got an amazing tip from delivering here the pizza to the church. And it was just so fun to watch that spontaneity happen and to really watch love come to life through the simple act of giving an extra dollar and several people doing that together. And he was just floored, and he had you know, a big smile on his face as he received that. Then later in the week, we heard about The Gathering, which is our, our uh, group of young professionals that come together, and, and they were having um, an evening of game time playing at coffee, I think it was Coffee Plantation. And they decided to pool some of their money together and buy a, uh, the coffee for the, the people that came through after them. And so they pooled their money together, I think it was like 130 some dollars, and they put it on a gift card. And they gave it to the barista, and the barista, um, then whatever customers came through, she could just swipe it and covered their, um, their coffee and their purchase. Now, they didn't go around, tell, you know, people would come up and say, well, who did this? And she just didn't say but the whole group was there and got to watch people's reactions and, and how some people just had a hard time receiving it and others obviously were overjoyed by that. And, uh, and at the end of the night, the barista just told them, she said, and thank you so much for letting me do this. She said, it, it just it, it brings tears to my eyes. She was so moved at that act of, of generosity and then being able to be used in that way to just continue to spread that love. And it just goes to show that in some simple ways, when, when we take a step like that, love does and love gets brought to life. And so we wanted to, we said over these last couple, these weeks of the series, we're going to be giving away a couple of these books by Bob Goff, and the title of our series is based off this, this book. And several of you, many of you have been involved, and we could pick lots of them, but uh, just a couple to highlight um, that I wanted to sh- share with you. One is Karen Berry, and uh, we have a, a book for you, and she brought some Starbucks and some scones, and she brought them to the teachers at Fountain Hills, um, at Fountain Hills High School, and I thought that was a really cool act. And, uh, and also Margaret Krieger, she... Uh, went and uh, just was a restaurant, gave an additional tip, bigger than normal, but more than just giving the tip, she took some time to really interact with that person, get to know their needs, the server, and and just, again, some simple acts of kindness, and we just want to celebrate that, and so afterward, come see me, and I've got um, a book for you to... to, uh, to continue to read some of these great stories that come out of that. So for these first two weeks, we've been looking at Love Does. Love Does Surprises, Love Does Simple, and now some of you might be saying, Man, what is this? Is this church, church light? I mean, is this just like talking about love, doing little things? Like, what is, is this unique to Christians? Is this unique to followers of Christ? Like, what is it that's, that's so special about this? I mean, is this just a God thing or is this something that anyone can do? I mean, Oprah can give away cars to everyone, right, in a, in a gathering. Is that love does? We don't have the market cornered on love. Do you know that as believers? as followers of Christ, as those who've committed to Christ, we don't have the market cornered on God's love. And so wherever love exists, God is present. And this should give us a lot of hope. Wherever love exists, God is present. And, and I was thinking, is this even, is this even hold true? What if a, a terrorist plotting to do something terrible goes home and on the way he picks up something for his daughter and just has a moment and just tells her he loves her? In our spirit, that goes, that is just so conflicting. But in that moment of sharing love, with that child, as a parent to a child, you know what? God's love is present. Because wherever love is, God is. And that should give us hope that God's love can penetrate any situation and be in any place. And so sometimes these simple and surprising acts are just things that aren't just unique to us to be able to do as followers of Christ or those of us that do, but really can be seen throughout society. But we, more than anyone else, ought to be reflecting God's love. 
And so while we've been talking about these simple ways to, to be involved in what God is doing in this world, our series kind of takes a little bit of a turn this, this week. It's going to get a little more difficult. We're going to look at the other side of love. What do you do when love is difficult? When love is more challenging? When we've got situations where love isn't reciprocated to us? When people are making poor choices? How do we stay engaged when love is tough? I mean, it's not always easy to come up with surprises in even simple ways, as, as some of us have maybe realized. But what do you do when it's been rejected? Do you just give up? Do you just move on? Because the reality is, love is not always easy, is it? As a matter of fact, love is really hard. True love sometimes is harder. When, when love is easy, it comes effortless, right? When you're first in a relationship and you're first blossoming into, a, you know, maybe when you're thinking about just a, just a personal relationship as you're maybe dating or, or see somebody you love, it just seems to come effortlessly. It just flows out of us. But love takes on different levels, and there are times when love is just difficult, when love is hard, and we have to really question, do we continue to love? Are we capable of continuing to love? And so for many of us, in these kinds of situations, love doesn't. Right? Think about those times in your life where love doesn't. I mean, it's fun to talk about love does and love does, but the reality is so many times love doesn't. Things got hard, things grew cold, things got boring. We see it in marriages all the time. That flame, that spark that was there, all of a sudden love seems to have grown cold. Or maybe there was a rejection, maybe some infidelity, maybe, maybe just, just a distancing. Maybe your, your desire to love is not being reciprocated and you're faced with this dilemma of, does my love continue? You hit that wall. When I think about, you know, planning maybe, well, our Valentine's this past year versus maybe one of <laughs> some of our other Valentine's days early on. You know, what happens? And, and different times, you know, where, how do you continue to push forward, especially if you're in a relationship where it's not being reciprocated and effort isn't being put forth? Or we think in times of where love doesn't, when situations where there are family members, and I see and hear about this all the time, where brothers haven't talked to each other in years. That relationship has just been cut off, or sisters, or maybe a parent and a child. And that relationship is just estranged, and, and there's this coldness that is set in. And we talk about love, and while others, you see maybe that, that relationship between them and their parents, you're looking at you and your parents, or you and your children, and you're wondering, what happened to that love? Or maybe you've been trying so hard to love your child, but your child keeps making bad decisions and keeps um, just, just doing the things that seem to estrange themselves from you. Does your love continue? And sometimes, many times, love doesn't. What about a friend? You've been great friends. Think back in time, some of the people that you were so close to, and all of a sudden now that relationship is just distant. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe there was a betrayal there. Maybe somebody you know, betrayed your trust and, 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 and all of a sudden that relationship severed and, and you didn't really weren't ready to give up on it, but somehow it just kind of happened and love no longer does. What about, what about your faith in God? Maybe some of you were on fire for God at one time in your life. You're just so clear that God is real and he's part of your life. And then God didn't come through for you in an important situation. He didn't answer the way that you prayed, the way that you hoped. Things didn't work out, and all of a sudden, you began to, to kind of put God on the back burner, and your love doesn't anymore. 
Or maybe you just never thought that God really could love you. If he just knew, I mean, God knows, and I know my past, and I know the different things I've done, and God couldn't possibly love me. And maybe you feel that, that rejection, and maybe you feel that pain. Today I want to talk about a quality of love that is often lost. You know, it's easy to love when it comes easy, and, and we're doing surprises, and we just can't wait to shower somebody with love. But what happens when it's difficult? And what happens when it's rejected? What do we need? How do we love people, love God, love others, love ourselves when we feel rejected or the road before us seems long and it seems hard? I want to talk about love does persistence today. Persistent. A quality of love that is often lacking in our culture and, and for many of us because it's just easier to give up. So we're going to turn to God's word and we're going to see um, what we can learn about God's love for us in this way. Let's pray and then we'll jump into God's word. Heavenly Father, we just pause to ask you right now just to open our hearts to hear what you have to say. As we turn to your book, to your love story with creation, with us, open our hearts to hear what you have to say. Help us to receive your love and may your love flow through us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want you to turn to John chapter 13. John chapter 13, we'll have some scriptures up on the screen for you as well in just a moment. But as, I, as, as you get there, John chapter 13, here's a moment, let me set the scene for you. Jesus is with his disciples. He's now spent three years with them. They've grown very close. They're spending day in and day out with each other. And they're getting together to have a meal. Jesus has prepared a special meal for them to share together. And so they're sitting around as friends, around a table, and they're talking. But, but Jesus has got something heavy on his heart. And I don't know if you've ever had a situation like that where you know you're about to face a challenging situation or a challenging season in your life, and so you want to bring your friends around you, and, and you're going you're gonna to share with them. And in this moment, Jesus is, is ready, and he's, he's going to share with them. I think there's a sense in the humanness of Jesus that, that we can probably relate to, which is, I need you guys here for me. I need you to understand this. I want you to hear this from the depths of my heart. And so this is, what he, this is the context when he shares his, with his friends. And it's John chapter 13, verses 21 to 22. John chapter 13, verses 21 to 22. And it goes like this. Now Jesus was in great anguish of spirit, and he exclaimed, The truth is, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. Kind of a bombshell right there, right? I mean, Jesus' spirit is in great anguish. He feels this, and yet he knows, and he's going to say, and he's telling them, One of you is going to betray me. I mean, one of the worst wounds that can be inflicted by a friend is betrayal. And then Jesus goes on to say, the one who eats this bread that I've dipped in the sauce will betray me. And he dips it and he hands it to Judas. Judas eats it and then he tells him, Jesus tells him, go and do what you must do. And Judas leaves. And of course the other disciples weren't quite sure what this was all about. And, and we know for sure that, you know, if we've heard the story of Jesus, that, that Judas was the betrayer. But then Jesus goes on and after he's left, he begins to tell his disciples, he said, you know, the time is coming where I'm not going to be around with you much longer. And I have to go somewhere, but you cannot come with me. And so he said, let me leave you these, these final words. Love one another as I have loved you. Because by this, the whole world will know that you're my disciples. And after he said that, we look at uh, verse uh, 36 to 38. 
Peter said, wait a second, wait a second. Before you just yeah, love one another, that's all good. But you said, we can't go where you're going. And then Peter says this. Peter, his right-hand guy, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will definitely follow me later. But why can't I come now, Lord, he asked. I'm ready to die for you. Die for me? No, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And as the story progresses, sure enough, Peter is watching all the things that are happening to Jesus, and then not once, not twice, but three times. I don't know who you're talking about, Jesus. I don't even know the man. Me? I don't know him. Three times. And that rooster crowed, and what an eerie sound that must have been. That reminder for Peter that I have let Jesus down. I have denied him. I have failed him. And I'm sure Jesus heard the rooster crow, and he knew in his spirit as well. Yep, as I had surmised, Peter has abandoned me as well. And so as we think about these challenging situations, times in our life when when we feel rejected or abandoned, we just have to look to Jesus and go, he understood what it means to have been abandoned, to have been betrayed, rejected, mocked, abused. And you kind of wonder, how could Jesus' love have just persisted all the way to the cross? I mean, if you were Jesus, if you and I were Jesus, or maybe the way that we handle a lot of situations, we're saying, you know what, I'm out of here. I have tried time and time again, and my love is just being refused. You, you think you're my friends? We've spent so much time together, and now you, in my hour of need, you leave me? You abandon me? You deny me? Forget it. And if I'm Jesus, I'm creating a new planet with some new creatures. Planet of the apes. <laughs> Maybe they will worship me. I mean, we just want to move on, and I think that's the tension that we feel with love many times. What do we do? How often do we persist is the question. When is a time to throw in the towel and to move on? But Jesus kept persisting. He kept persisting. Jesus' love always does. Jesus' love never didn't. (laughs) Now, there's a word in the Old Testament for the kind of love that Jesus embodied, this persistent love. In the Old Testament, it's a Hebrew word called hesed, and it means steadfast love, unfailing love. And and David uses this in Psalm 23, verse 6. He says this, Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. That says a lot about what we're talking about here today. Surely God's goodness and what kind of love? His unfailing love. It never fails And it's got this persistence, this pursuit. It's just going to continue to follow us wherever we go. What kind of God loves like this? In the Old Testament, God came up with a very unique and creative and crazy way to demonstrate the kind of love that he has for us, this kind of unfailing love. And he decided to share this love in a very practical, tangible example. Now, there's some crazy love stories, quote-unquote, that are in the media and in the movies these days that are just really um, ways that love is not to be expressed and is to be experienced. But, but God did something crazy. And he found a prophet, his prophet Hosea. And he says, I want to demonstrate to my people, the Israelites, the Hebrew people, I want to demonstrate to them what my love is like for them and how I love the people, how I love my people. So he, tell, he told Hosea, 
He says, I want you to marry a prostitute. Crazy, huh? I mean, this is the man of God, the, pro- the prophet of God to his people. He says, go marry a prostitute, and she will have children with others, and you will love those children. And so Hosea goes, and he finds a woman named Gomer. <laughs> it's a great name, great name. Any of you guys who are thinking about baby names? I don't think it's made the book since that time. Gomer. But he marries her. And the reason this, this example is put forth is God is saying, I love the adultery. I love an adulterous people. I don't love the adultery, but I love my people who have been committing adultery because this is what you have been doing as the people of God. You have been following other gods regardless of my love for you that I've continued to show you time and time again. You keep drifting and keep pouring your love into others and showing your affection to other gods and following other religions. You turn your back on me, but I am not going to turn my back on you. Yes, the people faced consequences from this, but God's love was to remain steadfast through the ups and through the downs. In Hosea chapter 3, verse 1, God said to Hosea, he says, Go and get your wife again. Bring her back to you and love her, even though she loves adultery. For the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods, offering them choice gifts. There's that steadfast love, that persistent love, for the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods. What kind of God loves like this? I mean, what can we learn from this kind of love, rejected time and time again? And then at the end of all of this, we we, we follow the story of the people of God through the Old Testament, and then we read in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his Son. It wasn't enough to send the prophets. It wasn't enough to continue to say, my love for you is consistent. I'm going to show it to you in another real tangible way. We're going to, Jesus Christ is coming. And then he walks this journey to the very end where his love again was rejected by everyone. And there he was hanging on that lonely cross, alone. And he looks out and he sees what people have done to him. Nails in hand, struggling to breathe. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. This is the kind of love that Christ modeled for us. He could have thrown in the towel from a human perspective time and time again. It just isn't worth it. It's just not worth it to continue to pursue. But Jesus' love does. It's persistent. Paul writes about love in 1 Corinthians 13, this chapter that's often called the love chapter and is used in in weddings to talk about love and and really what what it looks like. And in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 7 and 8, Paul says this about love. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Love never fails. God is love. We are not love. We have failed. We don't endure through every circumstance. We've fallen short. But it's this kind of love that continues to pull us forward to live and to love like God does. And if, if uh, God is love, as the Bible tells us, then you can read this passage and just substitute the word love with God. God never gives up. He never loses faith. God is always hopeful. And he endures through every circumstance. 
God never fails. When love gets difficult, when love has been rejected, this kind of persistent love continues to pursue. And in the end, love wins out. Love wins out and God's love wins out and uh, woos us back to him. So what does this mean for us? We're not God. We don't seem to have that capacity to, to love or it's a challenge for us because we, we want to stop short of that kind of love. But God's love continues to pull us and say, can I one more time love? And now I'm not talking about extreme situations where you're in an abusive situation where you've been just severely wounded and you know it's going back in there is not a healthy thing. I'm not talking about just blindly going in. But there's bitterness and there, there's hurt and there's pain and unforgiveness. And that's all wrapped up in this kind of love where we need to learn to forgive like Christ did. To have the kind of love that, that pursues. But I'm talking about the kind of situations where you're not ready to give up. Even though maybe it's been rejected by others. Love wins out. And I want you to remember this phrase this week. Even when others resist, our love must persist. Even when others resist and others push back, our love must persist. There's a great story in, the, in this book, Love Does, by, by Bob Goff. And he talks about meeting his wife, Maria, who he calls Sweet Maria. He says he was, uh, he was leading worship, uh, he was playing guitar at a, at a Young Life gathering back when he was in college, and he was with his buddy, and, and in she walked through the back doors. And he leaned over to his friend and he said, meet the future Miss Goff, Mrs. Goff. <laughs> Hadn't met her, had never talked to her, but he just knew this was the one. And so uh, this was about 10 days before Valentine's Day, and he thought, this is a great opportunity for me to show how much I love her. And so he was going to pursue her. And so he came up with an idea, I'm going to make her my own card. But in Bob Goff style, he didn't just make her any old little card. He made her a huge card. He got three sheets of four by eight foot, four foot by eight foot cardboard. And he glued two of them together to make an envelope, right? And then he put a, 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 a stamp on there the size of, uh, you know, a doormat. And then he stuck the other, you know, board in there as the actual letter and said, will you be my valentine? And then he had to get a truck, borrow a friend's truck, because he couldn't even fit this huge card in the back of his truck. And he drives over to the office complex where she worked. She was working at an advertising agency, and so he parked. And then he's talking about how he just fumbled his way through to try to get to her. Love pursues, right? Love is persistent. He's surely he's going to win her over. And so he's making his way into the elevator, and he's getting stuck in the elevator, and the doors are ding, ding, you know, can't get in there. And, and he's going up to the 11th floor or whatever it was to where she was, and and word had maybe kind of spread already. There's some guy trying to get in the building with this huge card and a little crowd gathered. And he was so excited that, that Maria was just going to be swept off her feet when she sees the extent of this guy coming in that she doesn't even really know with this card. They paged her and she comes out and she is mortified. <laughs> Not a surprise to you ladies, but to you men. We're like, what? Why wouldn't she receive that? No. She was mortified by this. She was embarrassed and she says even to this day, sometimes she kind of, you know, wants to throw up a little bit at the side of seeing cardboard um, around her. And so, um, failed attempt. Failed attempt, and he could have walked away, rejected. He could have given up at that point and said, I just blew it. But he thought, you know what, you know, I'm going to give it some time, and I'm going to continue to pursue her. And so in his little way, he goes, I'm going to give her a little reminder every day. And so he made her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every morning, put it in a little bag and stuck it under her windshield wiper on her car, sometimes with a little note. 
Don't take notes on that. I don't know. I think that's a unique situation. But there's something in his character. There was something in his spirit that he was ready to pursue something that he loved so much. And eventually they did marry. And they've been married for many years. And after he retells this story, he says, he writes this little, just a paragraph that I want to read to you. Because of our love for each other, I understand just a little more how God has pursued me in creative and whimsical ways that initially did not get my attention. Nevertheless, he wouldn't stop. That's what love does. It pursues blindly, unflinchingly, and without end. When you go after something you love, you'll do anything it takes to get it, even if it costs everything. Even when others resist, our love must persist. And this morning, I just want to encourage some of you to say, don't give up. Don't give up. I don't know, you might be in a situation where you're getting ready to throw in the towel on a marriage, on a friendship, on a relationship, on a neighbor. Don't give up. Love persists, even though the rejection is coming. Sometimes that rejection is just a testing of the waters to see, is that love really pure? Is that love really true? Maybe you've invited somebody to church before. Maybe you've wanted to share their faith, and initially they were just said, forget it, I don't want to hear about it, and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Never going there again, not touching that topic. Maybe you just think about ways to go, how can I continue in, in a way to persist and to pursue? Not to be obnoxious, not to be annoying, not to be to the point where you're pushing people away, but just in a quiet way to continue to look for opportunities to love. Maybe a son, a daughter, maybe a brother, a sister, a parent. What does it look like for you to pursue and to persist in that love? It could be as simple and as difficult as just being persistent in prayer. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, Jesus says, keep asking and you will be given what you ask for. Keep on looking and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be opened. Do you hear that persistence in there? Don't give up. Keep knocking. Keep pursuing the things that you believe God has put in you, that love that he wants you to share with others. But I want to talk to you personally, too, if you're here this morning and you've given up on God or you feel like God couldn't possibly love you. You think, you know, I don't know why you're here this morning. Or maybe you think you've done something that is out of the reach of, of God's love. Revelations 3.20. Jesus is speaking. He says, look, here I stand at the door and knock. If you hear me calling and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal as friends. Jesus is just kind of there quietly. Knocking, saying, I'm here. I'm not going away. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what you feel, I'm here and I'm waiting for you. Even when we resist, God's love persists. Even when we resist, God's love persists. He's persistent, not pushy, but he's always waiting. Maybe this morning, you feel God is just, just there. This love that is pursuing you that says, you know, all have sinned, all fall short of God's glory. But by his grace, by his love, by his persistence, God says, I will take you in and I will love you and I will wipe the slate clean. That is a persistent love. Don't reject it any longer. I just want us to bow our heads as we, as we close. It's possible that in the course of this message, 
some feelings have been stirred up from you about a relationship that maybe you've buried or didn't want to really address. Maybe God's saying, don't give up on that. Don't give up. Be persistent. And maybe just as a way of acknowledging it before God, if, um, if that for you has to do with, with a spouse, maybe you just raise your hand or maybe you raise your hands together and just do that this morning as a way of acknowledging before God. Let me see if that's, if that's you this morning. Let me make that a, a prayer for you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're praying. Absolutely. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe this has brought up something with a, a child, maybe a brother, sister, a parent. If that's you, would you just raise your hand this morning so we can be praying and make that a way of praying to God this morning? Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of pain surrounded with those pieces, yeah. Maybe it's a friend or maybe somebody who was a friend that betrayed you in a real way. Maybe you just raise your hand to acknowledge a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, somebody that, that you feel like God has maybe put on your heart to be persistent with in your love. Maybe acknowledge that this morning with your hand, yeah. See your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe for you personally right now, it's your resistance to God. That maybe today you just break down that barrier that just says, God, I surrender to you. Thank you for pursuing me. Thank you for loving me. I receive that precious gift of your love this morning. If that's you this morning, maybe raise your hand this morning to receive that love from God that it would restore you in a new way. Yeah, I see that in your hands. Let God renew you. Let him, his love pursue you and just restore you in a way that, that he never has before. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love that just doesn't give up on us. Even though we've walked away, you continue to pursue us. And you're there for us, to love us, to restore us, to call us your children. And Father, may we take that love and may we show the world that kind of love. Restore those relationships, God, that have been strained. Begin this week, God, with just a simple step maybe towards that wound of showing love again. Or even if it's just God persisting in prayer this week, would you give courage and confidence to do that? We love you and we thank you for your persistent love, oh God. Amen.